So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring my girlfriend Andy Leroux and the homies Listen Hood and Mark Chevrier. You all absolutely killed it on here, and we look forward to having you on again down the road. So now for episode 111 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. So it's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great time right now. Last episode was epic. We had epic guests. It was a, such a fun time. Today will be a little different, just me and Eric, but we're going to be talking about things that we all know and love. Uh, Eric, why don't you introduce to the people what we're going to be talking about tonight? Yes, sir. So now, yes, like I said, for the 111th birthday of Easy Conversations, we're going to be doing something that we've done a few episodes ago, actually a similar concept of a draft for the best TV shows in our era, or lifetime, basically. So Matt and I are each going to be picking 10 shows. And then compiling a list of like just a strong roster of golden age television. And uh, yeah, basically that's it. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll actually have a nice graphic that each of our picks will be going up on as we make our selection. So it'll be a nice visual cue if you want to hop on over there. Check that out. It'll be a lot of fun to not only hear us, but see what's uh, being picked. Regardless, we'll be proceeding now. Now to determine the order... We're going to be doing falling back to the trusty wheel that has never left steered us clear, uh, steered us wrong, I mean. So I'm going to just flip that over now. So we each have a 50% chance, 50-50 uh, chance to get first overall. So I'm just going to give this a quick spin. Matt, you won't be able to see this right now, but just trust that. And it's on YouTube, so you can see that I'm not. I don't even know if I want first overall, and it looks like I'm going to get it. All right, no, Matt has first overall, so oh, you'll be going first. All right. To be honest, I did not want first overall. Or I don't know. I obviously would have taken it, but it's um, a lot of power. And then I'm going to get back-to-back picks, so two, three, and then we're just going to go about it that way. And I think we can also talk about the shows. Obviously, they're not going to be making our selections. Yeah. So an opportunity, I think, to go over a lot of shows that we wouldn't have had the chance to do so otherwise without like going over so many shows that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So Matt, for, without further ado... Um, how do you want to kick off this draft? What you just said, though, is key because I find like everyone's going to know the top five, top, top ten shows. But I think our deeper down in the list, we're going to be highlighting some shows people might not be familiar with and bring for, like bring them to the light. So that's that was a really good point, Eric. Um, number one, I thought about this all day at work. What if I have to pick first? What show am I pay, picking? There's two that jumped to my mind. And right now I'm, I'm picking this show right now that I'll be announcing in two seconds. Because if I were to be stuck on a desert island, this is the show I would want to bring with me. This is the show I'd want to rewatch the most amount of times. This is the show that's most compelling. The show that I'm picking for number one is Breaking Bad. Uh, is that a surprise or no shocker there, Eric? Um, no, not really shocking, but I didn't think that's what you were going to pick, to be honest. But I mean, yeah. can't go wrong. I'll let you uh, talk no. about it more before I get yeah. into it. So what more like we could do a whole freaking episode on Breaking Bad, but what what pulled Breaking Bad ahead of the other shows that I won't mention is the characters freaking Walter White, Jesse Pinkman, freaking Brian Cranston, and Aaron Paul kill it in this show. And in all the supporting cast, you know, John Carlo Esposito, freaking Bob Odenkirk. Everybody did such a great job. It's short, it's fast, like it's only five, six seasons, and so fun to watch. Great writing. We already talked about what what can I say about Breaking Bad? 
it's got the best premise, in my opinion, in any show that we're going to be talking about today. Just like that whole, the setup of teacher diagnosed with cancer, becoming like a meth, making his own lab meth and joining that world. And the rise and fall of Walter White basically is so fun to watch. I don't need to say anything more. Breaking Bad, number one, best show I've ever seen. Yeah, Eric, I, I know you love it too, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, the for the longest time, Breaking Bad was the show I cited as like the not only my favorite, but also the best show of all time. And I still think it is my favorite of all time because I have seen it in its entirety in three times. So uh, I can definitely say that like it is my favorite show like of the drama category that we're going over today. And like like for all the reasons you said, extremely compelling characters, no weak link, original original premise, great villains mm-hmm. which I love and really only gets better as the show goes on. Like the first season has been deemed a bit slow to start, but then once you get over like the and even at that like I didn't find that wasn't the case for my viewing experience at all. I was hooked from the start. I truly think like it only gets better, it gets darker and what a protagonist and even calling him that mm-hmm. is kind of um, not controversial, but up for debate in Walter White in that he's not really someone that you always cheer for as you watch the show. And you have two great leads in him and Jesse Pinkman, who you can root for. And um, it's great to see them work together. And then obviously they have their falling out uh, and um, all, all time ending as well. I think that's one of the things that might separate yeah. this show from others that we've, we talk about and pick later is that it starts like strong and finishes even stronger, which like you can't say about that many shows. You know, Breaking Bad is um, I mean, it was in my in my top three for sure. And it was mm-hmm. de- depending on what you did at number one, I was gonna snag this in this two three run. But now right. it, it makes it a little easier for me to pick my next two. Which <laughs> to start, I'm gonna go with the show that people said was the best until Breaking Bad came around. And that would be The Wire for me, which is a show that I've heard about for so many years in that you just hear like, oh, it's the best show of all time. And I didn't really know what it was about until I finally got around to watching it last year. And it truly did live up to the hype. And then some, honestly, that's another show that, in my opinion, only got better as the seasons went on, save for maybe in between seasons one and three. The second is probably the weakest of the five, but the other four seasons completely make up for that weaker season. And in terms of like premise and how we start off pretty small with like a confined um, police department and drug enforcement um, agency with like drugs in the ghetto, start small in Baltimore. And then we gain a greater understanding of what goes on in this city and uh, state in terms of adding layers. Like you start off with them um, drug activity, then you get the, the ports the corruption there, then education, um, politics, and then journalism. So different establishments in Baltimore that you just, like, like I said, it gets bigger every season, great world building, incredible characters, just an incredible show, honestly. Like it's rated as one of the best for a reason. And it's a show that I honestly wanted to run back right after I was done with it. And I will definitely be rewatching the show um, very soon. So I can't say this is my favorite because I've only seen it the one time, but I do think it is like, if not the best show, like top, at least top three all time. So that'd be my thoughts on The Wire. Matt, I know you've seen it as well. Um, Your thoughts? The Wire is a masterpiece of a show. It would have been my number one, if not for Breaking Bad. Um, It's the best thing HBO's ever done. You said it perfectly, Eric. It paints a perfect picture of like 
a whole city, really. It's a show's about criminals and law enforcement, but more than that, as the show goes on, which is what's what is the strength of that's the biggest strength of the show is it escalates and gets better and better. You said it, memorable characters too. A lot of actors got their starts on they got their start on the wire. It's funny. Um, it's it's phenomenal t- it's phenomenal phenomenal television, really. Like it's almost documentary like. So great pick, Eric, for number two. What's yeah, your number three, though? I'm curious. Strong recommend to anybody who hasn't seen The Wire to check that out. So, yeah, now, look, for me, I had, like, a, a solid top five here, which, like, there's a good chance that I don't get at least one of the other shows in my top five. Um, but that's okay. Like, that's the name of the game, right? So I'm going to follow suit again with my Breaking Bad, where I, used, like I said, used to see it as, like, a slam dunk favorite and best show of all time. But then by getting to know... Or and see other shows that have come before it, you kind of see influence that Vince Gilligan has straight up said he took from this character, which in my opinion, in watching a show, I've, I don't think I've ever liked a character as much, even though you're probably not supposed to. You just can't help it. Mm-hmm. So that would be for me, The Sopranos as my second pick, ah. third overall pick. I think again, so before I, wa- I watched Sopranos in The Wire in the last two years, and when I watched Sopranos, I was like, okay, like, this is the new best show of all time until I got to see The Wire. And then obviously that The Wire's crossed a little bit there and I flipped, uh, flipped my opinion. But when I was watching The Sopranos, I was absolutely hooked. It's for a different reason, though, than The Wire in that The Wire builds such an interesting world that you just want to keep finding out more about it and like the activity that happens, like the drug stuff. But with Sopranos, you're kind of just getting into the mind of Tony Soprano and seeing how he deals with like obviously nefarious drug activity and like mob activity and like he's a straight up Don in a, a, mob, a crime family but you cannot you simply can't help but love this character he's absolutely <laughs> hilarious this show is hilarious like I found this to be much funnier than The Wire if you have to compare the two in terms of like humor in there Sopranos is a full-blown comedy show at times and I don't think it's intentional but just the crew of characters make it so that you feel like you're just hanging out with them like one of the guys like obviously they get up to some extremely unacceptable stuff but watching it like you just you can't help but but love watching it and uh, to be around it and it's funny there's good twists a lot of characters obviously don't make it out so you never know who's safe and who's not but Tony is the the goat in my opinion, best character of all time in a drama, and I uh, this is another show that I wanted to watch again as soon as I was done. And I, I'm sure there's stuff that I would pick up on with multiple viewings that I missed. And it's kind of a twist on, like I said, the the boss of a mafia family. You see him go through the struggles that he presents an image of himself to his crew, but then you get to spend like almost every single episode, there's sessions of him in therapy with his therapist, just talking about like the stuff that bothers him, the, um, the expectations that people have about him. So he finds a way to make himself kind of relatable in the, this life, obviously aside from what he does for a living, not waste management, which is his, the front that he puts up, <laughs> but like, yeah, you know what I mean? So I think Sopranos, and wire to start my draft off as easy to HBO gold shows. So those are, that's my second pick. Wow. That's my top three right there, Eric. So great picks. Um, The word that comes to mind when I think of the Sopranos is iconic, like ingrained in pop culture, 
even if you've never seen the show, you know you've heard the names the like Soprano, Tony Soprano. You've seen clips of James Gandolfini maybe on social media, like little memes of a character or clips on TikTok. Like there's some really really funny stuff in there, but it's a an amazing gangster show. Tragic, funny. It's got everything. I love all the little references to like old gangster movies and you know even play-ons with like the characters, like what happens to them in other movies. They make jokes in this show. I like that. Um, I mean, you said it all, Eric. It's a show that's extremely rewatchable too, and that's big a big factor for my lists, like rewatchability. So, great, great pick. Um, I was afraid after I picked Breaking Bad that you'd pick these two shows. So, I mean. You can't go wrong with uh, we, solid top two. That's exactly how I was going to go too. If you were to pick, we were going to pick the top. This was our top three. I'm I'm guessing so. Hundred percent. Yeah, good stuff, Eric. Like I would whatever. I, I figured. I thought you were going to go wire, so I thought I had like Sopranos and Breaking yeah. Bad were going to be my two three. Right. Yeah. No, this is how it should be. Yeah. And I just want to say quick things before you make your next pick. Sopranos also one of the okay. my favorite TV and show theme songs of all time. Like that's one I, mm. I never skipped gotta listen to it from start to finish and it's just so catchy great vibes you watch like tony yeah. drive into the city um it just fires me up every time like now i have it stuck in my head i want to listen to it but and also the wire another thing on that their theme song changes every single season like it's always the same words but kind of a different cover and at the start of every yeah. season i remember always being like ah like i, I like last season's theme song more but then three-fourths episodes in i'm like all right i'm vibing with this every single time i got into it so they did a great job at keeping the same obviously uh, theme song but with a different spin on it which i appreciate a lot for the wire awesome now number four is kind of hard for me like after the top three i was like man it could go anywhere um Agreed. but i mean for number four for number four i'm gonna pick or i should my second show that i'm gonna be talking about is band of brothers it's a mini series, 10 episodes. It's the best thing that's ever been produced on TV showing like World War II, any war to, for that matter. It's freaking so well done. You follow like the 90, uh, you follow a whole regiment basically from D-Day to like the end of World War II, an American regiment. Every actor in this movie is kind of an unknown at the time, but has like... You recognize, like, it's like a who's who of like, oh, this guy, oh, that's freaking Tom Hardy, that's Michael Fassbender, that's freaking, like, there's so many good young actors in there. Um, the war scenes are incredible, very rewatchable. You know, the whole show's intercut with the footage, for, um, with the interviews of the real life people that uh, actors are portraying, and they're talking about the episode right before. They're talking about, like, what's going to happen in the episode, and it's very sad, too, because you don't know who, like, makes it and who dies um anyways band of brothers phenomenal production by hbo again i don't know if you've seen it eric but like it's must watch television i haven't seen it it's that's another one that's been on my list for the longest time like along the same vein of wire sopranos band of brothers is another one that people would always say like yeah you, you have to watch this and uh, <laughs> like for a lot of the reasons you said right like the stacked cast the quality and yeah, I mean, I guess that would be pretty much it that I have yeah. in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I actually remember starting it years ago, like maybe in 2014 or something like that, and seeing like David Schwimmer give some like hard-ass military speech to like the cadets or something, like the new recruits or something, I want to say. And 
it was tough for me to disassociate him to Rostafer Geller, but I know I might, I might have to look past that now. Like a lot of years have gone by. Twenty fourteen's a heck of a long time ago, so I think I'll have to revisit that one now that I've seen Wire and Sopranos. So that'll be the next one up for me. And like you said, it's a limited series, so pretty easy to rip through a rainy weekend. Number for my next one, I'm gonna go a little different here. I don't think this show. This show is very like underrated in my opinion like a hidden gem of a show justified with timothy oliphant mm, okay it's a timothy oliphant like literally okay how i was presented this show was matt if you're not hooked after the first scene just don't even watch the show the first scene there's some action funny dialogue you know what you're gonna get into like with the rest of the show is just badass like the opening scene of the show and i was hooked from then on timothy oliphant plays a u.s marshal in kentucky i believe and his arch like his his childhood friend who's the bad guy played by walton coggins oh is freaking amazing throughout the show too yeah like walton is phenomenal in every show he's in you know may he might pop up later on who knows timothy oliphant is perfect as our main character raylan gibbons the u.s marshal you follow him each season is good it gets better. There's amazing guest stars. It's very like he's dealing with a lot of like white trash people and like rednecks. Well, like Walton Coggins ex- excels at playing those. There's a lot of crime going on, a lot of side stories. It's a really, really fun show to watch. I remember binging seasons and weeks, like just next season, like let's go. Like I love, love this show, Justified. It played on FX back in the day. It's really, really good writing and characters. So. I mean, add that to your list, Eric, and I'm not, like, telling you to rush and watch it right away, but, like, eventually when you have time to spare, like, check out Justified. It's that good. So, I remember um, former guest Katrina recommended this based on, I think she said Walton, Walt, is it Walter Goggins? Coggins. Walter Goggins, yeah. Walton. Was, yeah. like, one of her most underrated actors and very versatile for that reason, for that show. Or one of those, she brought that up as an example. And uh, yeah, I do remember it. You had said you watched it too. So nice. Okay. So seeing you pick it that high definitely adds it's a top five pick right there. So that adds it, um, yeah. gives it some precedence for sure. to some other stuff. I would think maybe it'd be on Disney plus because yes, it is on Disney plus because Hey now. Yep. They have ties to FX. So, okay. Right on. Right. I'll add that to the list. Okay. I did not want to tip my hand earlier, but when we mentioned at the start that there are three shows to choose from, I had another one in there, and I'm surprised it's slipping to me at this pick. So I'm just Ooh. gonna jump all over it, and I'm taking Game of Thrones here. This is um, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, had this finished strong, this is my favorite show of all time. It did not finish strong. It's not my favorite show of all time. And it's unfortunate that that is the case. But I'm not about to sit here and say that Game of Thrones is not one of the best shows of all time. Ain't no way you'll catch me saying that. Because those first six seasons, especially all-time television. Even season seven had a lot of great moments. Season eight, while watching it as it aired, I had no problem with it. It was really when the finale hit that... I think all of us were furious. And then we look back on that last season quite, um, not revisionist history, but in disappointment. The finale carried over to the whole season. But like I said, that start, I read the books. 
I was a huge fan. I think they did a fantastic job at adapting it, cutting some stuff that was a little long out of the books and making for an experience where there's a ton of characters you can root for. Even the ones that at the start you might actually absolutely despise. They give you more background on what their mindset is like, like what kind of pressures they have. Like you think of like the Lannisters, right? Like Jamie Lannister. A lot of people even flipped on Cersei, became a big fan of hers. Wasn't the case for me, but she had a lot of fans. Those are the two I have off the top of my head there. But yeah, I mean, amazing cast. Like a lot of no names too that rose to fame through that show. Like you, you love a Daenerys, a Jon, a Tyrion right off the rip. You cheer for a Rob when everything goes down in his family. Like how stark is the one you gravitate towards? Like obviously you all know Game of Thrones. And even for people yeah. who haven't seen this show and know that, yeah, the ending's not really what we want it to be. I still strongly recommend, especially if you're in the fantasy into the fantasy genre unbelievable production the quality is top notch and obviously a lot of twists and turns right like no one's safe for the longest time anyway so game of thrones i'll happily take at this in the sixth slot and i almost picked game of thrones as my number five but i remember the the finale of justified is amazing and i can't say the same about game of thrones so i wanted to highlight justified Game of Thrones, though, 10 out of 10 product. 10 out of 10 on, like, 99% of all the technical aspects and everything. It's just some writing issues near the end. Still really enjoy the show. I love Game of Thrones, too. Everyone knows Game of Thrones, even those who have never seen it. It's in, it's in our pop culture. Um, the actors are forever going to be remembered for their Game of Thrones characters. It's a, it's an amazing show. Like, freaking how many times can how many how many shows can you name that everyone watched every sunday and discussed the next day like crazily like that so game of thrones is extremely iconic and and great so good pick eric yeah i mean that's the show that got us to um purchase hbo with our cable subscription shout out my parents and um haven't looked back since right like that's (laughs) (laughs) it's like you said perfectly right that was that sunday show that i think for me and maybe you as well for the first time was like that show that we always stayed up for at nine. And not only that, but was never on our phones. We're never on our phones. And like you yeah. said, would discuss with people the next day, which is what made it so fun. And there aren't that many shows that achieve that to this day. It's normally exclusively the HBO shows, but game of Thrones for me was like, that was the biggest one where I would also always rewatch it on the Monday with my family to see if we missed stuff. The only episode I have not seen twice is the finale. That's the only one I haven't seen hmm. since it aired. It was like May 2019, which is wild. At some wow. point, I'm going to do a, a full rewatch, but I've seen it so many times. Like the first probably six seasons, like so, uh, a baker's dozen amount of times. So not in a hurry to watch yet, but at some point, definitely. Um, and it's, it's also spawned a bunch of like other shows that are coming too. So it's impact cannot be denied in this day and age. Now, now I'm hesitating to, I don't know which direction (laughs) to go. There's a lot of shows where, especially I like the first few seasons, then it dips. Like that's going to be the dilemma for me and maybe you as well going forward. I'm just going to go with in the order that I wrote these shows. And this is an example of like, absolutely love the first few seasons and it hasn't been the same since then, but I'm still holding out hope that in the next season they come back to form. But because the first two seasons are so strong, I'm still going to take this. I'm going FX's Fargo here mm. in that that's a show that expanded on the mythology and lore of the cult classic movie Fargo 
and gave us like a slew of brand new characters in the um, the Fargo like, or the Kansas City mob and just a lot of good humor in there intrigue there's a mytholo- mythological mythological angle in there too with like the UFOs the element of um, chance luck and randomness are also explored in there like very Coen Brothers esque don't have that much to say off the top other than like this is the fifth mm-hmm. show that I wrote down and I started listing these off and I do think seasons one and two are so strong that I can't really ignore it there's a, a brilliant performance by Billy Bob Thornton as Lorne Malvo mm-hmm. in season one. Just an honestly all-time character. Um, he's been like... I've read an essay on... Someone wrote how his character basically um, symbolizes the devil. And like there's a lot of parallels between wow. him and Lucifer and stuff. And a lot of like uh, allusions to, like cherry pie, which is like a symbolic of like sin and stuff like that. So pretty interesting. Wow. And Martin Freeman in that first season. And then there's the debate of like which season's better, seasons one or two. It's an anthology series, right? So every season has different characters. It's a coin flip for me, honestly. Like Lorne Malvo is such a strong character, but season two has a probably a wider range of great characters and a lot of humor. Like Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. play husband and wife. And when they're like torturing one of the older son of like the, the crime families, that's an all-time scene. And uh, just them navigating through that world of like how they ended up basically getting someone killed and then getting into like a, a hostage situation. Like there's just so much good stuff in there. So if you haven't seen Fargo, first two seasons are amazing. I wasn't a huge fan of season three and I started watching season four, couldn't get into it. So hopefully season five is a bounce back. Uh, so yeah, Fargo is my fourth pick. Good pick. I've only seen seasons one and two, and they were phenomenal. The interactions, the characters that Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton play in season one, next level. It's it's perfect television, especially near the end of season one. It's phenomenal. Like the last episode, I still remember that. If if you're watching just for that reason, like that's enough. Just those two characters in season one. Oh my god! And season two is great too, with like the, like you said, the crime family with all the brothers and. I just remember it was solid television and you got me hooked. You got, you're the one that got me on it. So thank you for that. But uh, good pick, Eric. Um, I guess I'm picking my fourth show. I don't know. I'm losing, I'm writing everything down so I don't lose track, but uh, I will be picking, where do I go with? Okay. I know what I'm picking. I'm picking possibly the second best gangster show of all time. You know, more of a period piece gangster show. I'm going with Boardwalk Empire. Nice. I loved every, yeah, I loved every season. I find like it, the show escalate. Well, maybe the last season is, is as, isn't as strong as the first four because it's a little like flash forward in time. But man, that show just escalates and gets so good. A lot of characters you like get offed. Uh, freaking Nucky Thompson played by Steve Buscemi is awesome. You get real life like characters that play real life uh, gangsters. Um, they were amazing. I love that world, like the gambling, all the, like the mob world, the prohibition era, all that stuff. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's a, it has very similar themes to Sopranos, you know, like people getting whacked and like political moves, who's controlling what part of the business, all that stuff, like the gangster world, all the, the business angle of it is amazing. Mixed in with the real life events of what's going on. Love it. Boardwalk Empire, never bored for a second. 
Just want to highlight Bob Cannavale as Jip in season three as the villain. Freaking so memorable. Uh, Eric, what do you think of the show? So great pick. Honestly, I was debating Boardwalk Empire as well. And also like kind of similar to Fargo, like you said, and the influence of Sopranos is like it it's obvious and it makes sense because the creator of this show, Terrence Winter, was a producer, writer, director on ah. Sopranos, right? So that's where he came from, got his um got his chops in, his reps in with Sopranos, and then ran uh, ran with it in his own show, Boardwalk Empire. I absolutely loved it. Hooked from the start. It's one of those shows that, crazily enough, I actually haven't even seen how it ends. I stopped in the, at some point in the fifth season. Didn't love where it was going. Actually have heard not the greatest of things of the, the finale. So I think I kind of got turned off or I was just blitzing it. And it was a situation where I just like kind of got tired of it. But those first four seasons, I was so hooked. It, it didn't really make sense as to why I stopped. Because at that point, they introduced um, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright as an also another villain. Um, what right. was his name? Narcisse. Valentine Narcisse, I want to say. He was incredible. And uh, you get like Chalky White in there. C- great character. I was a big fan of Jimmy as well. The son of like the, the prostitute. He kind of becomes like a, a surrogate son yep. to Nucky. A lot of great intrigue in that show, like Betrayal. Um, just It's a cool, like you said, I love that era. We don't see that much, that many shows that nail what it was like in that time. And it's just cool. Like, And you get Al Capone, Lucky Luciano too. I was a big fan of those mm-hmm. two. You get like Michael Shannon in the mix too. Just a, a stacked show. It's a, a strong recommend as well for me. Like I was definitely looking at that as my fourth pick. So great pick, Matt. Awesome, thanks. The next show I'm going to go with is a show that's also super iconic, and I know a lot of people know this show and have watched it. It's Sons of Anarchy. I love this show. It's a very, I was going to say, like, tragic. Like, the show's like a Greek tragedy. Like, you get some really highs and lows, and our main character grows through so much. Our main character, Jax, Jax Teller, played by Charlie Hunnam, he goes through so much in the seven seasons of the show, and it's it's insane. The, the ride is insane. It's violent, brutal. It's funny, darkly funny. I mean, Ron Perlman, one of the best characters in the show, is hilariously, like, violent and dangerous, but, like, he's funny at the same time. Katie Seagal as Jax's mom, Gemma, she's awesome. You get really intense stuff, like, stuff that's almost like, oh, my God, like, will it ever end? Kind of like Sopranos, like, there's always going to be something. No, nothing is going to be peachy and peaceful and calm for long in a show like Sons of Anarchy, but... I absolutely love the show, as do a lot of other people. I, I did like how it ended. I know some people weren't a bit the biggest fan of the last season, but it goes balls to the wall, and it's a great, great show. I don't know if you've seen it, Eric. I can't remember if we talked about it before. Um, if we did, it wouldn't have been for long because I've only seen like maybe two episodes of it, and I don't know, it didn't hook me right away, so I think I stopped because like there's I was just like, in that... like. Um, maybe a draft sort of stage where I'm looking at like right, which prospect do I want to take here and like what show do I want to commit to and I, I guess it just didn't do it for me off the start and I didn't commit to it and I haven't gone back since and that was like a long long time ago so it might be mm-hmm. one to revisit for sure like I know it has a big cult following um people are a big fan of Jack's 
I know of some stuff that happens at the end though. Like I've gotten a lot of stuff spoiled. So it takes some Ah. interest maybe away. Like I've heard lines in rap songs too that just because I knew the names of the characters, I know like who, who does what, but like, I'm sure there'd be a ton of stuff for me that I'd be shocked at and all that. But right now it's uh, it's on the back burner still, but like I said, like I've only heard uh, good things from the people. So I guess I'll go with my next one now, which again, similar situation. There's a lot to choose from here. I'm going to go with one that I've seen a bunch of times is still going and I absolutely loved from the first episode, which would be Stranger Things. I think Aww. that's a show that, um, again, has the potential to be one of those, maybe not like goat shows of all time, but if it finishes strong, it's definitely going to have a, a strong place in television history. In that right now, this is Netflix's baby. It's its, it's, its golden goose, the biggest show that it has. <laughs> arguably has gone better as the show goes along in that they've explored and expanded on the lore, explained a lot of stuff as we go through it and have now given us in its fourth season, a formidable villain, which I always love my guy Vecna. So (laughs) I think we're in for a treat in its next season. And I love what they did in season four. Obviously we talked about it not that long ago there, but make giving us like episodes that are over an hour long. And just the Mm -hmm. fact that, None of it really felt like filler and that it it overextended its welcome. If anything, we wanted more. It flew by for us. So I think Stranger Things is one of those great shows. The acting from the kids has been phenomenal. I've been very surprised at how well they've improved over the years. Like child actors, you never know what you're going to get, right? And obviously headlined by Millie Bobby Brown. But everyone else kind of deserves their flowers too. David Harbour has uh, broken out because of this role. Uh, Resurgence from Winona Ryder. You love to see it. I said she was the mom of the year in season one, just talking like a maniac to those Christmas lights. Uh, I I loved it all. And I love the world. I think it's super cool, the Demigorgon. And um, yeah, it's rare that you get like a, a horror show that is kind of not really for, not necessarily for adults. Like kids can enjoy this too, but it also caters to adults. So you get a bit of everything. Anyone can enjoy this. It's a great show in my opinion. So that's my fifth pick. Great pick, Eric. I think every season, I've liked every season. I, I can't remember my ranking, but like the show elevates for me. Like it gets better because we see our characters grow up and mature. And there's a passage of time between the seasons, right? So like it, 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 they done it. They did such a good job at that. Um, season four was amazing. Can't wait for the new like season five. I mean, you said it all, Eric. I love the callback to the eighties, or, or like setting it in the eighties, and all like the little Easter eggs. The soundtrack's phenomenal. Everyone talks about it. everyone like when the new season comes out. Everyone's talking about it at my work, and the buzz is there, like almost like a mini Game of Thrones buzz. So great pick probably being super annoying like just constantly repeating myself but i don't know what to pick now there's there now i'm just Mm -hmm. staring at shows that i've loved certain seasons of and not the entire show now i could also look at it a different way and take something that i think you might take because there are shows that i think i can get a little later but i'm not sure if you will also be eyeing the others so Mm -hmm. it's tough and I'm calling also this best TV show draft. So I might have to take a page out of your book and do a, a limited series here. 
And I'm going to take a show I've only seen once, but is an absolute all-timer that I do want to rewatch, which would be The Night Of from HBO. <sighs> I This was one that I was just completely hooked on. I think I finished it in the span of a weekend. It did not last long. It's um basically about a guy who goes out with a girl, meets this girl, they hook up that night, and then he wakes up in her bed and she's dead. He has no idea how this happened. Him, he thinks they obviously had like a lot to drink. They also dabbled in some extracurriculars as well. So you're kind of thrown in this like there's a missing a window of time that's unaccounted for, and then you slowly piece together what happened. So he obviously like goes through the ringer in being like potentially framed for this, or like did he kill her? We get like I said, we find stuff out later on. So it's just a wild ride. It's Riz Ahmad is the main character. I think this is the first thing I'd seen him in. Other than maybe Rogue One. I think I'd seen that before. But he puts on an acting clinic. You get a bunch of HBO classic actors in there. Chalky White from... Um, oh, 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 Michael Keith Williams Michael or something Keith like that? Michael Keith Williams, yeah. So he's in there. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. bunch of others that um, you just recognize. So I'm taking the night of. Phenomenal show. And definitely takes you for a wild ride. So that'd be my sixth pick. I had that on my list, Eric. Um, phenomenal miniseries. I, I watch it every, like, an episode a week when it came out. So compelling. And you know what? Not predictable at all. It didn't go the direction I thought it would go. Same. It's not all sunshine and roses in this show. It's very realistic. Love how it ended, too. Not necessarily the ending people were expecting either. Mm-hmm. Great crime case that turns into, like, a character study. Like, great, great stuff. Highlighting John Turturro too as like the lawyer. He's great. The detective's great. It's very solid. Good pick, Eric. That was definitely going to be like in my... I mean, I was going to mention the show if you if uh, if you weren't going to pick it. So, good stuff. Uh, still got a bunch here that I got to choose from. I'm going to go with the show that got HBO on the map in terms of like how raw it is. Every single actor in this show went on to something big and start in the wire and in other hbo shows these are like how the hbo alumni started it was on this show and it's a show called oz the prison show it's about all these little factions in one cell unit and how they're all it's like game of thrones in prison between the groups you know the italians the latinos the irish there's the muslims there's the blacks there's every every little gang is in there doing their own thing and doing power plays on each other. You have J.K. Simmons, actually, as the leader of the Aryan Brotherhood. You've never seen J.K. Simmons as despicable as this. It makes his Whiplash character look like Mary Poppins. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! He is despicable as the leader of the (laughs) Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's despicable in this show. It's very intense. It's a show I could not binge watch because there's a lot of sexual violence and like messed up revenge things and people getting murdered in the most fucked up way in the show you have like Edie Falco's in the show as one of the guards you have all these great all the actors from The Wire are in Oz it's a phenomenal show it's a little dated in the terms of the way it was shot and looks it looks very 90s isn't shot super great like it's more about the characters in the writing here it's not about the way it's shot it's very like old school looking almost like an old show like you'd be watching it and be like oh my god when was this made that's why it's not higher up but 
Oz is the grandfather of like the these crazy HBO shows, you know. So I think there's five or six seasons. It's must watch TV in terms of like see the origin of how TV took a step in terms of like yeah we can do all this on television now. It's not TV. It's HBO that like started with Oz. So uh, high recommend for anyone out there. Okay, that's a crazy comparison to say that Mary Poppins and J.K. Simmons' character yeah. in Whiplash are, like, I guess, could be compared. Didn't think they'd be ever mentioned yeah. the same sentence before. That's wild. I remember you talking about Oz. I forget what episode it was. Yeah, I mean, that's like I like I said, I want to take advantage of Craves and Library while we have it. So. Is Oz the next one to queue up or his band of brothers? Like you've given me a lot, which I think is great too for anyone who hasn't seen some of these shows. And Night Of is also on Crave. So it's definitely uh, something to look at. And like like we've just talked about really, like HBO loves their their slew of regulars that they always pop up in similar um, series, yeah. right? So it's fun to see how they keep the same act and how talented they are, right? Like you might not always see them in movies, but they do their thing in these shows. I had a, honestly I had a feeling you were gonna go Oz. I had that yeah. queued up, and I was pretty safe. Like I knew you hadn't seen it, so I was like, okay, I can keep this one in my back pocket. <laughs> but uh, this this next show too, criminally underrated in my opinion. This show played on television, and is amazing. The show is called The Shield. Oh, okay. It's a cops and crim. Yeah, it's a cops and criminals show. By the writer who cre- by the creator of Sons of Anarchy, before he was like known, he was just a writer on well, he created the Shield as well, actually. It was his first big show, Kurt Sutter. The Shield is you're following Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis has been in a million movies. You might recognize him as the thing in those bad Fantastic Four movies. He's short, stocky, bald, kind of a badass. You follow his character. And his partner is Walton Coggins, oh, nice. playing Shane Vendrell. And I caught con- yeah. Shane Vendrell, his character is an iconic character in this show. And those who have seen The Shield know what I mean. He's fucking amazing. This is the beginning of like Walton Coggins' rise to fame because he's so great. These All these characters, Eric, they're not, they're anti-heroes. They are corrupt and they let you know that from the beginning. Like they're taking bribes or not. They do things their own way. Michael Chiklis and his three partners, their little group, their task force, uh, it's a great show. Every season's great. You got great guest stars. For television, like for this to play on cable, it's a fin- like it's so good. And Eric, the ending, the finale is I still remember it to this day. It's mind blowing. It uh, like it doesn't drop the ball at all. It's a really really great ending. And I remember still in my I've only seen the show once, and I still remember how it ends and how it really like gave me goosebumps. And I was like, that's a perfect ending, Shakespearean ending. Uh, to the show um can't praise the shield enough great great television from like the early 2000s early mid 2000s nice so i know it obviously by name but didn't really know what it was about do you know if um it's on like any streaming service that could be seen by the masses because like i've uh, it's not really something that's been on my radar ever so um i mean i'd definitely be interested in seeing that I have no idea. I have every season on DVD though, so one day maybe I can like, you know, you're like I have. You need something to watch. Yeah. I can just lend them to you. Um, it it's so good. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. The only downside to that is you may never see those DVDs again for a span of yeah. years at a time. But I appreciate you for having an open mind with lending <laughs> me stuff. 
good pick, Matt. Didn't see that coming, but uh, I like it. Um, phew, a lot, a lot of stuff here. I'm, um, I'm it's looking like my roster. Like, it could have been like a straight up best HBO show draft because that's all I'm looking at right now. In that, these are the shows I've seen and like have stuck with me the most. And whereas again, you've picked a lot of shows that you say are consistent or get better as they go along. Whereas I'm kind of haven't really been following that model, but I, I think you can forgive bad subsequent seasons for extremely strong early seasons. And I think in this case, it'd be really one C actually apparently two, but I'm going to go true detective here. I think season one is bar none. One of the best television show seasons of all time. Not really up for debate in my books. Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson put on a an acting clinic the intrigue is there. I've seen this show like three times at this point. Honestly, I want to rerun it back because even like I haven't seen it in a little bit and I kind of forget a lot of stuff that happens along the way like where they're there to solve a uh, murder in um, some southern state. I forget where. <laughs> but um, again, you see a lot of those same characters like Shay Wigham, I believe is his name. He's like a, a preacher. It kind of corrupt as well. Like he's... Um, he helps them get information on the case. They, um, there's Michelle Monaghan as well, who plays, um, Woody Harrelson's wife. And, uh, she's like the third big player in this series where like, there's a dynamic between her and Matthew McConaughey's character, Rust Cole and I love where they go. Alexandra Daddario in there too. Just killing it. Um, <laughs> great, great, great show. And I love how they went with the storytelling aspect of showing us events of the past and then hearing them like reminisce on because new information has come to light. I think it's like 10 or 15 years after they believe the case had been closed. And then they, they reinvestigate together as a, a tandem. So it's like just a masterclass of television, in my opinion. A lot of good, funny moments in there too. Woody and Matthew just work off each other so well. And if you have not seen... I know I'm just talking about season one. But if you haven't seen this show, I strongly recommend. Absolutely incredible. Season two, I wasn't a big fan of. Season three, like this again is a show where every season is with different characters. So another anthology series. Season three apparently was pretty good. I only watched, I think, the first episode and then fell off. But it's with Mahershala Ali... And again, he plays the same character three in three different um, years, so different timelines, I guess, and uh, showcases range as that same character but at different stages in his life. So, and apparently they're coming out with a fourth season at some point this year with them. Um, who is it? There, it's the um, the girl from um, Sounds of the Lambs. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah, I had Jane Foster in mind, but that is not the same person. Mighty Thor. So, yeah, True Detective, I think that's my pick. Matt, any thoughts on True Detective, seasons one, two, and or three? I've seen seasons one and two, and I thought they were both excellent. Oh, okay. Even season two, I was... I didn't I didn't understand the hate. <laughs> Maybe I went in with everyone saying I would hate it, and I ended up loving it. So, no, season one, as a standalone, season one is one of the best things ever put to television. I truly believe that. 
Um, yeah, season, of course, season two is not as good as season one, but I, I just like the characters, Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, Rachel McAdams. They were great. Solid, solid television. I still need to check out season three. Um, it's on my list, but no, good pick, Eric. It was on my list too. I would have probably mentioned it probably coming up actually, but you took that away from me. So I'm going to have to dig deeper, but no good pick, Eric. So for me, season two, and I think this might be the problem is that that's another show that we watched in succession. I'm not hinting at my next pick, but <laughs> that, that every week, I think it's because so much time had passed in between episodes that I kind of forgot what had happened in the previous one. And then they're making callbacks uh. to these characters that we had seen like four weeks ago. And we're like, I'm like, who is this person? And why should I care about what they're doing? And I remember my dad was like, oh yeah, it's that guy. I'm like, how the hell do you remember who that is? Like, it was like insane that he was <laughs> able to follow along. So I think that might be a show that I should rewatch. Just rip it. Because now it's obviously all on Crave, right? So I could just binge that season. And maybe with subtitles to so I'd understand more. I think for me, the big thing was my understanding of what happened wasn't the strongest. Like a lot of stuff was going over my head. So okay. I think it might be due for a rewatch. There definitely was stuff though that I just straight up didn't like. And actually I'm going to single out Colin Farrell in that he can do like, I think he drank all the liquor known to mankind and was doing Scarface like mountains of cocaine and was coherent enough to call his ex-girlfriend to make like very... Like, very adult decisions about the future that they should go with their child that they're about to have. It was just absolutely insane that he had the, the clarity to be able to do so in that. And like, that's kind of nitpicking, but for me, we're watching this. I'm like, all right, come on. Like, this is just extremely unrealistic here. So anyways, and then Vince Vaughn, I actually saw recently, there's a video on YouTube of like a montage of just absolutely insane sentences that he uses in that season like he uses words you've never heard of in your life string them together with other like it's actually hilarious and it almost makes no sense what he's saying don't look hungry never do anything out of hunger not even eating i don't have an example off the top but uh pretty funny would recommend just type like vince vaughn true detective season two and it'll probably be the first video there so yeah, True Detective, that's my pick. Now, next show, I was actually going to wait to probably just take this as my last pick because I know you haven't seen it, Matt, but that's kind of, I feel like cheating. So I'm going to take Succession now. Um, that'd be my, okay. I think it's a very strong eighth pick, honestly. Great, great show. It's um, one that I, I had to give like three shots to really get into. The first two times I started watching it, I was not into at all. I found it to be very boring, kind of like trying to be smart, not talking down to the audience, but just like, like I said, trying to be smart and boring. But once you get over that hump of like, I think it's the fourth episode when you're in by, if you can get to the fifth one, you don't look back after that. There's a lot of stuff that like you still don't necessarily or I don't understand because like I'm not really in that world of like stock market business, like major conglomerate acquisitions and stuff, but you don't really have to. And even just by the tone of like how they say certain things and what it, they imply, what certain things mean, you're like, whoa, like they're getting that much per share. Like that's crazy. Like, I don't know if that's a lot of money, but they make it sound like it's a lot. So I follow along. And the characters mm. are dynamite. There's a lot of humor. Like this is a, it, do, it mirrors as a comedy. It's a straight up dark comedy in my opinion. 
incredible acting. The characters go through the ringer in terms of character development. Um, for me, like Jeremy Strong is my guy. Like that's who I cheer for the most in terms of like who's gonna inherit this mega multi-billion-dollar um, media company uh, owned by um, his father, Logan Roy, played by Brian Cox, who's an absolute just motherfucker of a character. You absolutely hate him, but he's hilarious at the same time. So like some shades of Tony Stark, uh, sorry, Tony Soprano. <laughs> but I wouldn't say like not even close to as likable as Tony, but like there is something to be said there of like you're not supposed to like this guy, but you definitely can. Everyone's a scumbag in the show. There's really not one like truly good person who's a major player. Like they all have their demons. And in certain ways, like a lot of the stuff they go through, you can be like, okay, I, I can see that. Like I understand why they feel this stress. I can sympathize for them. All the characters do a phenomenal job. I think like all of the character, all the actors are going to be nominated for the Emmys this coming season. Whoa. Putting on acting clinics. It's actually, the show is coming to a close. Like there's two episodes left for the series. And uh, season four, in my opinion, has been the best se- season so far. So only gets better on Crave. Strong recommend Succession. It might be like the show of the year once it's all said and done for this uh, 2023. Awesome. I'm going to definitely check. This is the first show I haven't seen. Uh, or second show on your list. No, first show I haven't seen mentioned. I'm probably going to watch it once the show's all finished. Going to watch it all. Because uh, I, I always hear good things about the show. So good pick, Eric. Thank you. I'm going to pick a show. I'm going steering away from HBO now. I'm going to pick a show that I watched like every year, every Sunday, I think it played on AMC. I'm going to go with Mad Men. Starring with uh, John Hamm as the iconic Don Draper. Well, iconic in the show. I mean, not everybody knows Mad Men now, but I feel like when it when Mad Men was playing, like everyone was like, it got a lot of like buzz and advertisement. Speaking of advertisement, it's about an advertising firm <laughs> in the fifties and sixties. All the high execs are there. Don Draper's a creative director. What's cool about the show? It it justifies justifies there's the justification that I can't talk right now. It mirrors what's going on, like what's the real life events. You know, the moon landing, the JFK assassination, all that's like in the show in the background. So you're getting like a history lesson while you're watching the show. It's post World War II, and you can see like the boom of like uh, corporate America is booming right now. Like businesses are doing well. It's like the golden age right now after World War II. So iconic characters like John Slattery, who plays Tony Stark's dad in Marvel movies. He's the other main character. He's great. Uh, John Hamm. This is where John Hamm got his start, basically. He's iconic as Don Draper, like I said. You got relationship stuff. You got corporate office stuff. Elizabeth Moss as his secretary, Peggy Olsen, is amazing. Elizabeth Moss is a phenomenal actress, and this is where she gets her start in for her career. She her character arc is the best, actually. Like where she started and where she ends up, awesome. Mad Men didn't love every season. That's why it's not super high on my list, but it's a very, very solid show uh, from AMC. High recommend. That's Mad Men. Have you seen it, Eric? Great pick. Actually, that's a show that I watched. Actually, had an episode that I had to watch in one of my um, communications media courses in university where they try to advertise like the different um, lipstick to women and then they get I think it is um, Elizabeth Moss's character who seals the deal with the line that she says like I forget I've actually seen that episode so many times because I had to for school it 
Ah, I forget. It was it's an iconic line, but um, if you know it, go for it and say it. Editor's note: It is a basket of kisses. Now back to the pod. Um, but love that show. Yeah, I've actually not seen it in its entirety. I think I watched like the first three seasons. Kind of fell off like Boardwalk Empire style for no reason other than like I was just binging it and then kind of derailed. But I was a big fan. My, um. Like you said, John Hamm as Don Draper, iconic character, scumbag of a character though, right? Like he's one of those guys yeah. that like you yeah. shouldn't like because he's not really a great person, and like especially what he does like in his on the family life side of things. Yeah, and that was a great twist on how you find out that like okay, this guy actually like is not entirely what we thought he was at the start of the show, right? Uh, they do a great job at fleshing him out. There's another, like, the weasel character. I don't know his name. He looks like a rat. Like, he's, like, this young guy. Like, Pete Campbell. Yeah, man. yeah, that guy. Like, he was a, a piece of shit. <laughs> like, he's, like, fiancé engaged <laughs> to, um, what's her face? Allison Brie, I want to say. Al- yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed the show a lot. I thought I had a lot of funny moments. Jared Harris, I want, it pops up at some point. So, Great, great show. That's a good pick to get like value round in the eighth round. Good pick, Matt. Awesome. Uh, my next pick, another show where not every season is perfect. Okay, I get it. But the way season one of this show, I dare you to like season one of this TV show that's going to be my next pick is on par with almost any other show. It's season one's amazing. And there are other great seasons in the show too. Didn't love how it ended. But this show is still very strong. It's Dexter with Michael C. Hall as a main character. Like season one, two, and I say season, the first four seasons are great. Season one is phenomenal television. You get a serial killer. He's basically killing. he's He's a killer that's killing off bad people, almost vigilante style to feed his addiction. I don't know how much of Dexter you've seen, Eric. I know you've definitely heard about it, but I won't get into the show. Those who have seen it, I know they like, they know all about it, but very memorable characters, good writing, a great police show because he is he works in a police station as the blood spatter analyst. But uh, really cool world in Miami. It's uh, like everybody knows Dexter. Um, it's a good show. Didn't the show does not maintain the high from the beginning throughout its run, which is why it's so low on my list. But uh, Dexter, I don't know. Have you watched it all, Eric? I've seen like one episode, I think back in the day, like the, the oh. first episode, that episode was like, I think season five or something. And they, there's a woman who got her like legs or maybe wrist cut in a hot tub, in a bathtub. And right away I was like, nope, that is yeah. not for me. I am not about this at all. I was uh, very young too. when I saw that might've been, I don't know how okay. old, like at some point in high school, grade eight or something. And uh, was not about it. For me, like, I don't know if that's one I'll go back to personally. Like, some stuff like that, like, I, I'm not a huge fan of in terms of, like, graphic vibe. And then again, like, I had Game of Thrones number three. But um, the crime <laughs> aspect, I don't know. So I'm, I'm not sure if Dexter will be for me. I know my parents were a big fan of it, but I've uh, not partaken in it yet. But who knows? Like, I, I do know, like, it's a strong start for sure. And then gets, uh, like you said, like, not the best. And then they brought it back to, I want to say, not too long ago. Yeah. Have you seen that yeah, too? Yeah, for a season. No, solid pick. I um, like I said, just for me, it's um, I, I might have been just scarred from a young age for Dexter, and it never made <laughs> never made me want to go back. Now I have two back to back to close off. I thought the way you were yep. framing, and it, I got one more. The way you were framing it too, I thought you were gonna go with 
this other again HBO show that has one of the in my opinion best first seasons of all time and then slowly dips but from what I've heard the fourth season was pretty good so I'll have to get back into it but that would be Westworld is what I'm taking here <sighs> with this is what really um opened my eyes to Anthony Hopkins who obviously you knew of as like the name and like you've seen him before but he um puts on an absolute acting clinic as the um the man who like run the runs the park of Westworld where like if you don't know the premise it's basically a um a resort or a theme park i guess where millionaires or extremely rich people go to log into like this fictitious world and play like in a video game but in real life kind of like and they can do whatever they want there's robots in this world that look exactly like humans and you're set back to like the western days of society like and uh you can't die in the game you can uh, but you can basically do whatever you want it's like grand theft auto style except in the western days (laughs) so and like you then obviously some of the um robots gain like intelligence and there's like an uprising that happens and stuff, but there's just so many twists and turns along the way. And I remember that first season, there's like four huge twists that end episodes and you just cannot stop watching. And none of them, in my opinion, were predictable or cheap. They all hit. And the end of that season was outstanding. I think that's the perfect season of television. The first episode might be a little slow because there's a lot of repetition but then when you break out of that cycle and it had to be done, it had to be that way for you to see like where they were going to go. And I think it's just masterful storytelling, great acting, Jeffrey Wright, again, amazing performance as Bernard. Mm-hmm. Fantastic show. Ed Harris. too. Right. Ed Harris. Yeah. Great pick, Eric. I've only seen the first season. Okay. okay. But the high, like Anthony Hopkins actually to me is not even the best actor in season one because of, Jeffrey Wright, criminally underrated actor of his generation. Oh, yeah. So underrated, that guy. The guy's freaking incredible actor. Um, yeah, good pick, Eric. What's going to be your number 10? I'm curious. Yeah, now. I'm, actually, I'm looking at so many good ones. Like, I've got Twin Peaks is just staring at me, begging to be picked. <laughs> <laughs> it will not be picked. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with one to maybe shed some more light on it and like a really underrated and a show that not everyone has seen or maybe even heard of i'm just gonna you know this is a nice like this might be a a favor pick you know like i i know someone on the writer's team and you know i just want to show them some love so i'm gonna go with (laughs) you you can see it on the graphic i just haven't made the pick yet it's a show called fringe which I've actually seen so many times. Like that's a show that my mom and I watched a lot when I was in high school, especially. And a lot of good memories watching that. It's a science fiction show that um, basically is a kind of a detective show in that there's these occurrences that happen every single um, episode, like one-off little storylines of like weird mutations that like um, someone has like telekinetic abilities and um, there, like, there's a, a special team who's in place to look into it and see like why these fringe occurrences are happening. Like scientific advancements have been made, and a lot of it is linked. And then you find out that there's a whole a lot of lore 
for like that explains the mythology as to why these things are happening. It's part of a larger plot. And at first it's a lot of mystery, but then you get answers as you go along. It's actually a great show. It's by JJ Abrams, who's the creator of Lost insert a bunch of other stuff that he's done like he's done like the few of the last i don't know if this is selling point or not but the star wars sequel trilogy is involved in those and i think for this like he really did his thing and the show gets better as you go along seasons two to four are my favorites personally the the final season like things get a little weird but you can forgive it because like you're kind of invested at this point with the characters like for the grand finale joshua jackson olivia no that's her name in the show it's um and what's her name and torv and torv yeah yeah so they're the two main characters and the other one i forget his name but he plays walter <laughs> he plays denethor in lord of the rings um anyways so those, are, <laughs> those are your three main characters i know that's a big um they they might be unknown to you at lance reddick actually rest in peace who was in the wire so maybe a nice little bookend for Ooh. me there with some Lance Reddick content in those two shows. But I think Fringe is one that people don't really know about and should be maybe talked about more. A lot of, like I said, twists and turns in there. So I'm going to throw that as my 10th pick, Fringe. Wow, this I know you love this show. I've never seen it. <laughs> I love the premise, though, from what I've read. Uh, it's going to be a show I'm going to have to check out eventually. I know like it's a very personal cho- pick for you, right? Uh, as will probably be my last pick, too, so... But no, good pick, Eric. So those are your 10s. Very solid. I have a tough choice for my number 10. um, Because I still have like seven shows written down. But I I think I know what I'm picking. So Twin Peaks is not going to be my pick. Sorry, Jesse. Um, I'm going to go with the more lighthearted show actually for number 10. Not something super, not something super intense with violence and like insane batshit things happening like pretty much every show i've picked more like a family friendly show that also happens to be amazing and has won emmys actually it's a it's a little show called friday night lights nice let's go um i actually love this show i binged it all like in one shot one december i remember clear as day was like near christmas i'm like i'm just going for it was off work for a bunch of days so you follow the life of coach I can't remember his name. Coach Taylor. Coach, uh, Kyle Chandler's character. Eric Taylor. Coach Taylor, thank you. Eric Taylor, the coach of a high school football team. You get everything. You get like the high school students' life. You get the parents. You get what's going on in the town. This whole town is all in on football. Friday night light, you know, Friday night football. Good stuff. Yeah, is it a bit like Degrassi-esque with all like the teen stuff? Sure, but it's it's kind of fun to It's It still kept my interest. It's... It's for all ages. It's not like... It's got something for everyone in there. I love the characters. That's what really drew me into the show. It's not over long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Just fun, fun stuff to watch. Not not like... I don't have... Like Oz, I can't watch an episode over and over. Like, I can't binge that. Friday Night Lights, perfectly bingeable. Um, I know your brother's a big fan, Eric. Oh, yeah. He's got good... He's got good taste. Um, <laughs> Friday Night Lights is closing my list off. Number 10. I love the pick. Like I said, I think we talked about this not too long ago with our sports movie draft episode. I actually, I haven't seen the whole show, right? I've seen episodes here and there with when Zach was watching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge fan. He could speak to it more than me right now. But um, I mean, I, I love that pick for you, Matt, to um, close off with a bit more of a lighthearted one. But also like it is a drama. 
a lot of serious moments in there. I feel like Coach Taylor was always solving someone's problems, and then he's getting his wife involved too. They're both like the yeah. pillars, the bastions of that community of East Dillon. They're um, just essentials to uh, to run that that community. So love to see it. There's some good characters. Uh, Jason Street. I mean, hey, imagine he doesn't get injured in episode one. What could have been? Right. right? He's in the NFL. Guy lost it all, but you know, rounded out a, I think somewhat successful career for himself as maybe an enterprise um, mid-level manager. Who knows? Um, yeah, good stuff. I, I want to say like, there's always some bit major dramatic moments that happen too, like with the Riggins brothers, those degenerates, yeah. high school students going on 36 each. It's yeah, some <laughs> some, wild, some wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> looking yeah. like sean boswell in tokyo drift but anyway yeah. <laughs> I, I like that pick matt i'll do a, a round just ra- rattle off all of our picks okay. so for you you had in order breaking bad band of brothers justified boardwalk empire sons of anarchy oz the shield Mad Men, dexter and friday night lights i took the wire sopranos Game of Thrones, Fargo, Stranger Things, The Night of, True Detective, Succession, Westworld, Fringe. So out of this, I'm just going to look quick things, how many HBO shows we have. (laughs) Ten. So half of the picks were HBO shows, which like, I like, like you had way more variety than me. Like I pretty much just went for cheat codes on this one, but it's, um, I think all good picks all around and a lot of fun. Like we went deep on that one, like 10, 20 shows to go through. So, and I, I left like a lot of good stuff on the board too. Like I was debating taking daredevil as my last pick. I would have liked to have that one in there. That's a great show that I don't know if that many people have seen Marvel show, but I had to, I had to go for fringe yeah. there. Rings of power. I thought maybe you, I thought you were going to take rings of power. Maybe. Ah, no, not with all, like, the library of shows in the last right. 20 years. I had, like, uh, I can read off my short, like, my honorable mentions. Sure. I had, like, The X-Files, Spartacus, Better Call Saul, Suits, Sherlock, Firefly, Rome as, like, my runner-up shows. But, like, the 10 that I picked, I was very, like, I needed those 10 represented. Nice. So, uh, I'm very satisfied with my list, actually. Same here. Um, yeah, me too. Like, Better Call Saul... Um, I had Chernobyl too as like another. If I was gonna go a miniseries, it was Chernobyl or Night of. But I think I like Night of more. The Witcher was one I was kind of looking at. Ooh. Mandalorian too. I was debating like that. That that has three seasons, so I feel like it had legs. And The Boys was another one I was looking at. Oh, me too. Yeah. Which like I, I thought you'd maybe take The Boys, so I was maybe take a flyer on it early, but. Uh, we got a few listener submissions too. I'll just rattle those off like okay. in order. So the first one is from my brother, Zach. He said Fargo season one and two, Friday Night Lights, put that in. And um, Game of Thrones were his picks. So all represented on uh, in the draft. Then the next ones were from the homie Ron Antoine. So his were Dragnet, which I don't know what that is. Have you heard of that, Matt? I'm not sure what it is either. Okay. And then the next one was Perry Mason from him, which I've heard of that. haven't seen it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, same. Law, law show, I think. Okay, that checks out. 
The next one then was from Naomi Kilsin, former guest last episode. She said The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, and Downton Abbey. Never seen it. Yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good pick though, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> and then the next one is the la- the next one is from my mom. So she submitted Game of Thrones as well. So a lot of Thrones love in the Instagram world. Then some of my friends from work submitted. So Stephanie submitted um, Breaking Bad. It's her pick. My friend Will said Chernobyl in recent history. And I think TK said Breaking Bad as well. But now I did not write it down. So I'm just going off memory. So let's go. He said Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Those are the submissions that I got. I think well, TK is a succession guy. So I know I'll throw that in there. Succession. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff. Like, like I said, we went long on that draft. Did you have anything that you wanted to recommend random recommendations, Matt? Yeah, I have, I have a cup. I have one thing. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about guardians of the galaxy. Cause I have more to say on that one. So yeah. that's going to be another conversation. But uh, if you want to start, cause I only have one movie. Okay. Well, I've been watching a lot of movies recently. I have a few that are on my short list of movies to watch. So I want to watch the new White Men Can't Jump, which just dropped on Disney+. Plus. Mm. I want to watch Air as yeah. well, which is on Prime. And there's more movies I want to see coming out in theaters soon. Like, actually, I'll just say right now, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 twice in theaters. So I nice. was, a, was a big fan. Actually, okay, so since the last episode, I watched the Super Mario Bros. movie. Absolutely loved it. I hope uh, if you have a chance to go see it in theaters, do it. I think it does merit to be seen in theaters because like the colors are so nice. The animation is unreal. It's a fun time. It's like it's exactly mm-hmm. what you think it's going to be. There are no hidden messages, nothing deeper to it. It's just a straight up fun time. Turn your brain off. You'll have a smile on your face, especially if you're a Mario fan. So I would throw that in there for sure. Yeah, I guess that would be it for movies. Actually, I don't know if I said on one of the last episodes, but I watched all the Mission Impossible movies lately. Great movies. Like, I've dismissed them for some reason. Like, when we did our last um, action movie episode there where we talked, like, John Wick, Matt, Jason Bourne, and um, James Bond, Mission Impossible, like, it's unfortunate that I hadn't seen these movies. Like, I would have thrown that in there, too. Unreal. I can't wait for the Fallout Part 1 now. Or not Fallout. It's a Dead Reckoning Part 1. So yeah. I would say, like, watch all the Mission Impossible movies. As of four on, they're all on Netflix. So I would say check those out. That'd be my recommendation for movies. I love Mission Impossible. I've seen them all in the theater except for one and two. Freaking great action. You see, that's my more my type of action. Unlike like the Jason Bourne movies they tried to make and movies that tried, they try to make them too smart. Just show us like the freaking action set pieces. I like the Mission Impossible movies more than the recent James Bond movies. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I have not seen No Time to Die yet. But okay. yeah. You agree with that though? Like Mission Impossible, way more fun than the James Bond, or they're both on par? Uh, well, I mean, I'm a big Casino Royale guy, and I I did love it, it, Skyfall as well. Like those two are, because I've only seen the Mission Impossibles <laughs> once. It's tough to really say I enjoyed those more. But No Time to Die, like, was a solid movie. I don't think it's incredible. Like Mission Impossible Fallout was better than No Time to Die. Like, no questions asked. In okay. My so the later entries are Mission Impossible has the better later entries. Oh yeah, like Spectre was trash, right? Like that's a. Oh, I agree. And Quantum too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did watch one horror film from a franchise that is now six movies deep. Mm. And the movie I'm gonna recommend for horror lovers is Scream Number Six. 
Scream 5 came out last year. This year we got Scream number 6, which I love when they do that a year apart. Really, really fun whodunit type of slasher film. It's smart. It's self-aware of itself. You got the main girl, I forget her name, but she's awesome. And then her younger sister in the movie is played by Jenna Ortega. She's also great. You have a couple good character actors in there. You got Courtney Cox. Um, what I loved about Scream 6, good twists, amazing kills. You know, as someone who, if you're a slasher fan, you're going to like the, you're going to appreciate all the kills in this movie. They're brutal. This movie always keeps you on your toes. There's a lot of fake outs and you think like you've predicted everything and no, they keep throwing more at you. So it keeps you guessing, which I appreciate. It's not like super predictable because all the screen movies have surprise killers. So the whole movie, you're like, okay, it's got to be him. No, it's not him. He's got an alibi. No, wait a minute. No. Like it's really good. It does a good job at doing that. So for what it is, a modern day slasher, Scream 6 excels. Okay, right on. Really enjoyable movie, really quick pace, high recommend. Okay, nice. Now I saw you gave it a solid rating on Letterboxd there, still waiting to see that elusive first review from you, but I like seeing what you give these movies. Matt, is a good, okay. <laughs> good, good stuff. Uh, I have not seen Scream, I haven't seen any of the Scream movies, honestly. Would you say I um, should get in on that franchise? I think you should at least watch the first one. The first one's iconic in horror. Like it changed, it influenced so many others. So Scream 1996. I think you should check it out. It's just, I mean, if you've seen Scary Movie, the spoof movie, it's basically the same movie because they stole everything from it. Okay. Um, but no, the original Scream is great in my opinion. So I think that's why like, I have in my head that I think I have seen the first Scary Movie. And... I always associate the scream face to scary movie, which makes me kind of dismiss yeah. it. And but I'm really just mistaking it for the spoof movie, right? So I think that's where I'm that's getting right. in a um, like led down a false path here. So okay, <laughs> give that a go. Me, like I don't want to just keep talking about this, but I guess I will. But I've just been consuming Attack on Titan at an inhuman rate. Uh, like, I'm on the last season already. Absolutely incredible show. Like, I cannot say enough good things about this. Hmm. It's in amazing television. Honestly, if you have a, 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 not a misconception, but just like a preconception about animated shows, get rid of it. Because it's, if you just look at it for what it is, like storytelling, characters, twists and turns action it's unbelievable gonna be sad when i'm done watching this show which is a good chance that by the time we're recording our next episode i'm done with this show but unbelievable if we're doing like a different kind of draft where you could take any kind of show i would have taken this show like that's how good the cool wow. that's how good this show is wow so okay. I would, i'm gonna re-recommend it and uh, i've come to find out like a few people on my team at work like this stuff too so it's just fun to to talk about a different genre of show but anyways I'm going to recommend something that's not... Because that's all I've been doing is just watching that show. Like, I don't really have anything else on the go. I'm going to recommend something completely different, which is, like, if you've done Wordles in the past on, like, the New York Times website, the new thing that people have been doing, which Andy and I have started doing, is um, the New York Times mini crossword puzzle. So it's a very small crossword, maybe up to, like, 10, 12 words, and you're timed on it, like you have a timer that starts from the second you hit play. And it's kind of like a race with like Andy for me, who like to see what your time is. And um, it's fun. Like there's a bunch of words like you learn about. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like just a little brain teaser 
We normally get them done like under five mm. minutes. Like the gold standard that to hit is like you want to do like under a minute, which is very hard to do. Then like as you keep doing more though, it becomes easier. And like because the first ones I did it, like it was a, I had a very bad time, but then I've just been getting better and like it's fun to do. So I'd recommend that New York Times crossword mini. It's a, it's a good time. So okay, check that out. Awesome. I love crosswords. So awesome recommendation. Um, I can never finish the big ones because there's always like categories or clues that I'm like, don't know anything about, but, uh, no, I love my crosswords. So, and if it's, it's just on your phone, right? Yep. So that's perfect. Good recommendation. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I it's baseball and hockey time right now. So like my movie consumption is near zero and I've just been still watching new girl for okay. my TV show. So yeah, pretty light on the movies. Do you have any albums that you've been bumping these days? Like anything that's uh, stuck out that you want to recommend? Or, I mean, I listened to the new Conway album. Okay. Um, and there wasn't. What was the other new album? There was. A, there were. There, there has been some new hip hop, and I've been listening to it. Um, but haven't been going. Like I. I haven't been doing my homework yet. I'm. I'm like. I'm downloading all these albums, listening to them once, maybe twice, and then like just saving them. Yeah for a later date when I'm going to get into like the bug of doing my research for the hip hop show. So, but I enjoyed that album actually. Okay, nice. Actually, I thought it was really good. Uh, what was the other one? Maybe you can help me out. Like the new stuff that, is there anything that came out that stuck out to you? Yeah. Well, it's by, like at the time of recording, like there's an album that just dropped today that I, I was a big fan. I've listened to just once, but it's a, it's a solid first listen. It's called Ketramine by Ketranada, who's a producer out of Montreal, and Amine, who's okay. a, I think he's a Canadian rapper as well. So they made it a collab album mm. together, Ketramine. So K-A-Y-T-R-A-M-I-N-E. You'll see it. It's like it'll probably be one of the top albums on like the new release. It's a blue album cover, okay. two guys like on a purple like bench or whatever, uh, beach chair. Very good album. Like, I really enjoy it on first listen. Um, I've mm. been a fan of Ketranada for a while. He's known for, like, techno beats and gets a lot of rappers to go over his stuff. So it makes for, like, a bouncy vibe that's really different, not, like, grimy <laughs> at all. Like, it's kind of like club music but with rap. And, like, like I said, okay. Amine, like, a lot of people are a big fan of his. I don't really know his music, but I, I've I thoroughly enjoyed this for first listen anyways. Good stuff. <laughs> and I can maybe throw another one in there too that I enjoyed um, of this year so far. It's another rapper. I'll, I'll throw this out there. It's a rapper. I had no idea who he was. So I know um, it's a collab album with 38 Spech, who's a rapper that I know and have liked like, for the last few years. He's associated like those Griselda guys. And I just typed his name in Apple Music and he had an album coming soon with this rapper called Graf. And I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. And turns out 38 Special is only on the production side of things. Like he's not rapping at all on this album. He made all the beats for this rapper Graf, who I didn't know who he was. The album's called Art of Words. Very good album. Like, and that's what I love. Okay. My, my goal almost every year when it comes to music is discovering some new artists, which I guess Amine falls into. And this Graf guy as well. Who's an older rapper? I think he's in his late 30s. He's been around for a while. Really good. Like, there's like a bunch of features you'll recognize right away, like, like Conway, uh, Stove God Cooks, like guys like that, Dave East. 
Like it's um, right up my alley anyways, and I was a big fan of it. So I'll recommend those two albums. There are some of my favorites at this point in the year. Like right at the midway mark, right? So I wanna I was gonna just hold on to like the Art of Words one, especially and be like a surprise if it makes my top ten, but no point in that. Let's just share the share the load and uh, see if you end up liking it as well. Share the load. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. that would be uh, two recommends right there. Awesome. I'll, I'm going to check those out for sure. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm good for recommendations. Okay, sounds good. I guess that'd be it for me as well. So yeah, Matt, a lot of fun as per usual. Next episode, we'll see uh, what we want to do. There's a couple of ideas floating around there. Maybe tab a guest for the next one too. So um, great job on the draft, Matt. Again, any final notes for the listeners? Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed our talk on these, the greatest shows of all time, the greatest drama shows of all time. And tell us like which list you like the most or tell us your thoughts on some of these shows we picked. Um, hope you're having a great time right now, enjoying summer, the warmer weather. Thank you. Yeah, well said, man. Yeah, let us know what you thought of our list there. And, and uh, if you enjoy, if you end up watching any of these shows that you didn't know about, like we'd love to hear that. So um, yeah, I mean, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to enjoy the nice weather. Um, don't think we need to say continue to stay safe anymore because we're uh, in a different era. Um, so yeah, <laughs> peace. <laughs>